Hey, young brother. Didn't you say you wanted to be like Malcolm? Didn't you hang all his quotes on your wall? Didn't you write about him all through college? I thought you was a know-it-all. Didn't you depict him like he was your Jesus? And you were the Apostle Paul. I thought you said you wanted to be like Malcolm. You even thought about getting an ex tatted. But your actions show that you're nothing but a savage. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said that the black man was God. But by your ways, you seemed just like another fraud. You even preached about black economics. Just still a slave to them white folks in your pocket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said you was going to electrify your own people by missing your own socket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You can't even control your own emotions. You're up and down like hot hydraulics. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. And I know you feel a little phony when you're out drinking with your white homies. Because another nigga just got killed and they caught it on camera. And what you going to do? Just rent and share a post just so people can come in and be like, damn, little Tom Tom woke. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. Be real, young brother. Even though you said that Malcolm was your hero, you nothing but another miseducated Negro. Yo, welcome back to the Blue Red Lines podcast. This is your host, Black Line, with my co-host and great friend, Blue Line, and my other great friend, and uh, what are you, producer? Preaching Twine, I guess you're another host, too. What? But you're just a producer, right? Something like that. He's All right, producer well, producer Preaching Twine is here as well, and we missed you guys last week because Blue Line was out having a... Went to the happiest place on earth. Yeah, he had a great time last week, and... You want to tell people where you were? At? Well, I was at uh, Disney World Aye. and Hollywood. Wait, Hollywood Studios. So it turns out yeah. in Orlando, there's about 73 theme parks. Yep, yeah. One of which is Universal Studios, yep, and another of favorite. which is Hollywood. Yeah, Studios. Universal is Uni- tight. Universal is my favorite. Well, if you're not familiar with that, and you've got tickets to Hollywood Studios, you can easily mistake that for tickets to Universal Studios. <laughs> and so they're right near each other too. They're yeah. not far. Yeah. So on Saturday morning, we showed up to Universal Studios, and they wouldn't let us in because our key card wasn't working because uh, we didn't have tickets to Universal. Orlando Studios. also has that uh, that new water park too. Like uh, they got everything. Man. Yeah, they got they got a lot. Uh, of the... Animal Kingdom, Sea World, yeah. Universal Studios, yep. Islands of Adventure, some lagoon. The water park is something. Yeah. something type yeah of when we uh, when I lived down there with my brother for a little bit, we uh we had got a, a, a seasonal pass to Universal. That's a good thing. So whenever we were bored, we were just like, hey, you want to go? A couple roller coasters, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. a long drive, and you had a good time down there. You all, the you, kids loved it. Um, you almost cried. You know, I don't, I don't so, think you're a crier, though. I don't think you ever cry. No, I do cry. Okay. I'm not a crier per se, like, I don't do it often, but I, yes. I am capable and I have done it. Um, but you had mentioned, I, I don't know if it was when we were recording or afterwards, but mm-hmm. you had said, you know, you cry at. You love Disneyland and Disney World and oh, I definitely. all those stories. And you, yes, you cry I, I cry almost and every... And if you were to go with this, you'd cry. Yes. Well, the... Every Disney movie, I'd probably cry. The fireworks <laughs> show and the light display that is done every day at 
Disney World at eight o'clock at night mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's yes. unbelievably yes. fantastic. And while watching it, I didn't cry, but I got the sensation that I easily could. You had the emotion. Though. It, it was <laughs> fantastic. It was the yeah. best fireworks show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's and, incredible. Uh, it's about twenty minutes long. Yep, but it's it's absolutely incredible. Yep, and I was you know being the vacations for kids are never as fun for the parents as they are for the kids, and that stands to reason. Yeah, obviously, because we're doing it for the kids. It's for their benefit. They right, right, right. And we spent it, all and the they money. had fun though, right? Oh yeah, they had a they great had a good time. time. Okay, so I'm cool. sitting there thinking, man, this is expensive. Everything's a, a bottle of water is five bucks. Admission was just under a thousand for all of us. Like to I'm breathe like, is twelve dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man, this is expensive. And then we get to the fireworks display at the end. <laughs> yeah. About five minutes in, I was like, this is where the price of admission yeah. went. I'm yeah. like, this just this it was fireworks all worth it at that, at that show moment. has got it. I can't even imagine what that twenty gotcha. minutes cost. Yeah. Like it was crazy, yeah. just the the lights and what the fireworks and the choreography. I'm glad you got you felt like you got your money's worth Man. because I to spend a thousand bucks and not get your money's worth. Yeah, I would be depressed and probably punching a hole. In the the, the twenty minutes at the end was actually worth the price of admission. It was gotcha. that good, but and then the rides were fun. And the kids had fun. Yeah, so. well, that's all I imagine. The kids had. Fun. I got to ride splash. Your wife had fun. Oh yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, cool. Not sure the in laws did. Oh, I didn't know your in laws went. Yeah, they went with us. My father-in-law, I don't know if he had it the best time. You should have brung sequence. Yeah, that's true. Should have brung sequence. That that I gotta get another rematch with him. I don't like how he ended that game off. He they yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. That was like, only one of our two losses. Yeah, though. like he didn't know how to play, man, and, and you know, he kicked. he did. He sat down like he'd forgotten. Yeah, and he and kicked, then went to work. Yeah, he went to work. Like <laughs> man, yeah. man. Had a whole strategy going on. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, man. So yeah, we missed you guys last week. Uh, due to Blue being out. Um, and this is another week I'm going on no sleep. And producer Twan, what you been up to, Twan? Man, just trying to keep the lights on. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, staying out the way, man. Staying out the way. That's the best way to be. <laughs> yeah. If you can manage. If you can manage. Yeah, successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, but when I was coming in, there was a horrible wreck. 18 really uh, flipped over. Uh, and I don't know if like anybody was hurt or anything like that, but I do want to say I want to send some prayers and condolences to those people that was in there. Uh, it looked very distressful, like mm-hmm. like a whole just a lot of commotion thing. That's why I take shot. I was like I'm stuck in traffic because that whole thing was going on. So uh, yeah, I just hope everybody's out there is okay. Well, statistically, if only the 18 wheeler was involved, mm-hmm. he's probably okay. And I say he because most truck drivers are he. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, if- that's sexist. Yeah, that's why, that's why I clarified. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. But I, also, it, statistically speaking, yeah. if an 18-wheeler is involved with a smaller vehicle, there's mm-hmm. almost always a fatality. Yeah. I mean, that's why truck drivers have the rules that they have. It's yeah. because you get well, in a wreck with one and you're fucked. There was so. like 12 cop cars out there, three uh, fire trucks, two ambulance, and those little yellow cars. I don't mm-hmm. know what those yellow cars uh, do. T-Dot. Yeah, T-Dot. What the fuck do they do? It's... Interstate, it's a state. They're like highway patrol only. They're not law enforcement. They're just there for safety. Yeah, like say you blow out a tire, uh, you know, run just out make of more. They're traffic. very helpful. Actually. Yeah, oh, make yeah, more yeah. traffic though. Huh? Extremely useful. Yeah. Right. Well, they do. Well, there's going to be traffic. That's not their fault. Right. Eighteen wheeler right, right. goes over. There's going to be traffic. All right. So where do you guys want to start it? Because I guess we got a lot of topics. Well, so a lot I'll, to get. I through. can start. You can start. This this might be twenty ish, thirty ish minutes. I don't know. We'll okay. See where it goes. All right. But uh, probably, arguably, our our biggest fan. Yes. Um, who shall go unnamed? Because she hasn't given permission for us right. to use her name. Shout out to her though. 
but uh, she knows who she is, yes. and she actually contacted both of us and mm-hmm. requested that we talk about something I wasn't even aware of actually until she pointed it out. Um, there, I believe it's a, I think it's the Cleveland Police Union. Mm-hmm. I believe is trying to get the guy that shot Tamir Rice reinstated, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize that was going on. And she wanted us to talk about that, so I read up on it a little bit and thought about it. And uh, it is interesting that they would try to reinstate him, um, but maybe not for the reasons that are immediately obvious. So going way back almost a year now, we talked about case law. Yep. And we talked about the way case law. Yeah, I was almost yeah, a year ago. coming up on Dang, here. That's crazy. Um, we talked about case law and why these officers are getting off is mm-hmm. because of case law. And just to recap a little bit, case law is basically it's a precedence that is set um, when a court rules on something, it sets a precedent, and any future uh, case that is similar in nature to the original, they they basically rule according to case law. So it's just a precedent that's set within the courts. So the case law that governs police use of force, which we talked about almost a year ago now, was Graham versus Connor. And one of the aspects of Graham versus Connor when it comes to police use of force is that you can't judge the police use of force in hindsight. So you can't a day later go back with the full scope of what the situation was and judge the use of force based on hindsight. You have to judge it based on what the officer was working with at the time and what they knew at the time and the circumstances at the time. You can't judge it on hindsight. While that's true, and case law has set that precedent through Graham versus Connor, that doesn't mean hindsight doesn't exist. You can't judge the officer's use of force at that time based on hindsight, but that doesn't nullify the fact that there is the rest of the story, and we do eventually learn the rest of the story. So if you take so, – so there's that. I'm going to talk about one other thing, and then I'll apply it to Tamir Rice and the fact that they're trying to reinstate him. Um, there's something in policing called tactics. And tactics generally mean the way that police approach potentially volatile or violent situations. And tactics is this catch-all term for how we address that situation. And there's a million different tactics for a million different situations. So an example would be if you have a barricaded subject, barricaded suicidal subject in a home. One tactic might be to shoot gas into the home and -hmm. wait for the guy to come running out because he can't breathe, and then you tackle him and throw him in handcuffs. Another tactic might be to put a robot in the house with a camera that rolls around the house and you try to find out where in the house he is and what the circumstances inside the house are and then go from there. Okay. Another, uh, oh, what's up? Not to cut you off, yeah. but I just have a quick question. Mm-hmm. So, because I've seen like a bunch of videos these past couple of weeks where people are in, they're in cuffs and they're in the jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to like transport the guy or whatever. Uh, they're like literally beating him up, like. Mm-hmm. Throwing punches at them, kicking yeah. them, stuff like that. Is that a tactic? Is that, is that, <laughs> no, that, that would be called, no, that, and that's what's going to lead into the Tamir oh, okay, Rice okay. discussion. That would gotcha. be called a bad tactic. Oh, okay. So that's actually, <laughs> and it's a, actually a good point because, okay, because, because I'm about to argue that Tamir Rice died due to bad, ta- bad tactics. Okay, gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Well, there's, there's two things there. There's right. bad tactics mm-hmm. where you just do something stupid and it leads to, horrible right right of course and then there's just straight up abuse yeah if you're in handcuffs in Mm -hmm. a jail facility and you're getting beat that's not bad tactics that's abuse gotcha that's that's just a crime at that point gotcha because what are the circumstances where somebody that's already incarcerated they're already in jail they're already in handcuffs Mm -hmm. and they're getting hit what are the circumstances where that's reasonable Mm -hmm. 
to, I mean, to I, yeah. repeatedly beat someone who's in Yeah, that's why I was like, damn, did he actually do something? Cuz you know, you can only can you can only judge by a minute video. I can't, you, I can't really judge well, what, what all went on, but from their video they was like beating his ass and I yeah. was like, I don't think that's I cool can't because think... it's five of y'all, he's in handcuffs. Yeah. He's already in jail. Yeah. What possibly could he have done Nothing. to make his That's just illegal. That's yeah. not bad tactics. Okay. That's just I got straight you. up abuse. But I can't think of off the top of my head a situation where you would lawfully and reasonably punch somebody who's in handcuffs. Yeah, I just I just can't think of a, a scenario where that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so so tactics mm-hmm. again in policing is generally referred to as the way police approach the situation and handle it. Gotcha. Hopefully for the betterment of everybody. So, if and I'm sure if you haven't watched the Tamir Rice shooting. It, you can see the whole thing. You can see everything that leads up to it. You can see the cops arrive. Mm-hmm. You can see everything go down. So please go watch it if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, please get a call that there is, I believe, identified as probably a juvenile in a park waving a gun around. I think there's only one call related to this, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one person who calls in. The person says, I think it's a toy gun. Now, that fact never got relayed to the police, unfortunately. Mm. That's a fault of the dispatchers, and that would have been... Is that something that came out later? Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. That I, didn't, was, I didn't know that. That, that information they was knew never it was given. A toy gun. Well, well it was the said... person who called okay. said it may see, be I a toy gun. I thought they didn't know at all that it was a toy gun. The cops didn't. But The, the dispatchers person... did. Okay. Gotcha. But that didn't get relayed. That was a problem. Gotcha. Right. That's a mistake. Um, they call it in. I believe they say I think it's a juvenile, and because of that, I think it's a toy gun. But he's walking around the park waving around a gun. Now, if you watch the video, there's other people in the park. There's a guy sitting on the picnic table behind Tamir Rice as he's pacing back and forth doing whatever he's doing. Mm. That person didn't see a threat, never called. There's other people that walk right past Tamir Rice, and he pulls the gun, and they don't even react. They just keep on walking <laughs> because because they can see this is a kid. All right. He's 12. Yeah, He looks like a 12-year-old oh, man. kid. Yeah. So... So nobody else is alarmed. There's only one call. The dispatchers know that the person who called believes it's a toy gun, but they don't relay that, unfortunately. So here's where tactics come into play. You only Okay, you only have one call. Now, any, any true emergency I've ever been to, you know it's a true emergency because there isn't just one call. There's multiple calls, and it's frantic. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it in the dispatcher's voice, in fact. I can tell, based on the tone of the voice of the dispatcher, if I'm going to something real or potentially real or very likely just bolt and more bullshit that we deal with all the time. There was no urgency in, in this call because you only have the one call. You have other people in the park. If you watch the video, I'm not sure when the call to the police was placed, but the video is very, very long. Tamir Rice is hanging out in the park, walking around, sitting down at the table for a long period of time. So the police weren't even responding in emergency traffic, it doesn't appear. Um, so this is where the bad tactics come into play. The proper way to handle this call, when you know that there is no real sense of urgency, because nobody said, oh, I'm being held hostage, or it's just there's a kid waving a gun in a park. I think it's a toy gun. I've walked on. I'm I'm not even there anymore. There's There's no hostage situation. There's no urgency. There's no robbery. There's no domestic. There's nothing. You've got what appears to be a kid playing in a park. Now... I was 12 once and I had toy guns and I played with toy guns outside of the safety of my home. It happens. It is a thing that happens. They make toy guns and kids play with them. Everything leading up to this indicates that this was not a volatile, violent situation. Now you never know for sure. 
But that's where tactics comes into play. So if you watch the video, the police actually drive up onto the curb, Mm -hmm. into the grass, and the person driving the police car places the passenger about two feet from Tamir Rice. There isn't an officer on this planet who thinks that's good tactics. It's shit tactics. It's terrible. They fucked up beyond Mm. belief. That's terrible, 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 terrible tactics. They did everything wrong. They did everything wrong. They put themselves in a position of harm. Now, imagine if Tamir Rice wasn't a 12-year-old kid. Imagine if he was an adult who actually meant to do some harm. Well, they just just Uh, got themselves killed. Because of bad tactics. I they they were saying. fucking stupid. I see what you're saying. That was bad police work. That's live mm. video footage of shit police work. You don't do that. Right. And every cop I've ever worked with would agree with that. I don't I think f- anybody thinks that the way they approached that situation mm. was correct. Um, so. You know what? Before you before you just said that, I never even thought about that. I mean, I didn't seen the video yeah. multiple times, but I never even thought about that. But that's that was the first. Okay, now here's the, the other thing I'll say about that. All right, bad tactics is what caused Tamir Rice to get shot. Gotcha. Now people would say, no, Tamir Rice caused Tamir Rice to get shot. Of no, course, he didn't. no, he didn't. Of course, bad tactics is what led to Tamir Rice's death. Tamir Rice is a 12 year old kid playing with a toy gun in a park. We've all been there. Well, maybe not, but most of us have been. I have been. I've been a 12 year old kid. Gun. Yeah, there's a toy gun in the studio right now. It's actually a lighter, but yeah. <laughs> wow. well, I'm glad I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Could have singed your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Set your face on fire. Yeah. With that glass of Jameson. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been breathing fire. Oh, so, yeah. so Tamir Ice is a 12-year-old kid. For some reason, you can have an 18-year-old white kid in college who rapes a woman at a frat party and we give him every excuse in the book. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. He de- he's not working with all the f- the rationale and mm-hmm. faculties of an adult. We give we give those kids all the breaks in the world. Right. And we emphasize it's a child. We need to handle this appropriately because this is a kid after all. We don't want their life ruined. Yeah. Well, Tamir Rice was a kid. And Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old kid. So why do we expect that he is going to behave, act, or do anything rationally? He's a 12-year-old kid. 12-year-old kids are, by definition, irrational because yeah. they're 12. Tamir Rice didn't do anything but act 12. And to expect him to do anything other than act 12 is fucking stupid. We don't expect it of white 18-year-old college kids raping women at frat parties. Why do we expect it of black 12-year-old kids playing with toy guns in a park? Tamir Rice didn't do anything wrong. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old. That's why bad tactics caused this shooting is because the police, who aren't 12-year-olds with guns, they're actually adults with training in guns, fucked up. They shouldn't have approached that situation the way they did. Now, the reason those cops aren't in prison is because of case law. Case law says that you can't judge it from hindsight. So in hindsight, we know he's a 12-year-old kid playing with a toy gun. When they pull up the way that they did with their bad tactics, putting themselves in harm's way and jump out of the car, and then suddenly there's the kid with the, the gun, you can't, using hindsight, look at it and say, well, it was a toy gun and he was a kid. They didn't know it was a toy gun. It didn't look like a toy gun. And while he does very much look like a kid, that doesn't actually matter in this case. There was a gun in play. It was presented. He got shot. Case law says that's lawful. That's why they're not in prison. However, they both should be. They both should be fired immediately because the tactics were awful. They're not good cops. They mm. their bad tactics led to a kid getting mm. killed. They're bad police officers doing stupid shit that they don't need to do. They were way mm. too aggressive. They put themselves in harm's way. All of that. If I, I'm a training officer where I work, mm-hmm. 
if I had a trainee who put themselves in harm's way like that, I'd fail them immediately because mm. that's glaringly problematic. Yeah. So Tamir Rice is dead because two cops who didn't know what the fuck they were doing responded inappropriately, used bad tactics, and forced a shooting. Um, they shouldn't be in prison, but uh, the fact that there's a police union trying to reinstate them is crazy right. because we have video footage. Just another quick question: stating, Luke. showing how poor police work led to that kid's death. Uh, another quick question: You say you're a trainee, uh, you, you train people when mm-hmm. they first come in to the force, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any type of, like, mental test that goes on? Well, there's a psych all? test. A psych test? That's during the hiring process. Oh, okay. And what, what, what can you tell? It's what? a very generic psych test. Oh, for it's, real? It's, it's been around a long time. Okay. Uh, but if you had, like, some type of mental illness, do you have to show papers for that or anything like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, there's a full... So to get hired before you ever even get into training, gotcha. uh, there's physical fitness tests. Mm, yeah. There's an extensive background check. Like, yeah. that's probably the best thing that police departments do when hiring people is the background checks are super extensive they talk to everybody who's ever known you basically mm-hmm. they go back till kindergarten really mm-hmm. and talk to teachers and bosses and roommates and parents and friends and ex- super extensive background check um criminal histories obviously uh there is a psych test but it's super generic gotcha. it, I, I don't know how good it is at anything because as, you, I just, I, and reason as I you're ask. going through the test, you kind of know what the right answer is. Yeah. I just, Unless I, you're crazy. I just, yeah, I was going to say, I did, <laughs> a reason why I asked because it seemed like a lot of these people that when like, not you explain uh, them pulling up like that, mm-hmm. it was like, it was a lot of aggression there. And it's just like, sometimes I feel like, you know, a lot of these cops do have like yeah. some anger issues or something like this. So I just wanted to know if there's some. Well, a lot of, of like, cops are just too, too ahead of themselves. Right. They just, they're. A lot of people get into policing because they want the excitement. Yeah. And yeah. a large part of police And they look for boring. a fight and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, They want to fight. They want the And that's why I'm like, you know, yeah. why, why are you so aggressive? Do you need to go see a therapist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a legitimate question. Yeah. So I was just um, and that's why they do the background check gotcha. to see if you're, okay. if you're aggressive historically. Gotcha. Now, but, but some people become cops just because they want the excitement and the thrill and the chase and all of those things. Mm. Um, well, a large part of policing is extremely boring, actually. And so sometimes cops will f- create their own exigency. A lot of the times these instant these incidences that we see on TV are just like the Tamir Rice shooting where bad tactics forced the shooting or forced the issue. Um, it's, it's police doing policing the wrong way mm. and with the wrong motivation. So when they pulled up the way that they did and put themselves right in harm's way, potentially, they did that because they were being super aggressive because they were looking for excitement or whatever. It, at minimum, they did it because they're fucking stupid and they don't know better ways to approach a potentially violent situation to lessen the violence. Like your intention should not be to chase and punch and beat and shoot people. Your intention should be to uphold the law in the safest, most lawful and humanitarian way possible that should be mm-hmm. your motivation to be a cop i i think that going through the hiring process process if anybody says oh i just i just want to kick indoors and i want the excitement those people should not be considered that shouldn't be your motivation to be a cop but unfortunately historically it definitely has been um so they shouldn't reinstate that officer because he's proven that he's not a good cop he yeah, has bad tactics and his bad tactics led to the kid's death mm. 
Now, here's where, here's where the big disconnect happens between the black community and policing. That shooting happens, and the black community looks at it like, here we go again. Here's mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. And now they're just gunning down 12-year-olds because they're black. Right. And that's an easy perception to have because it's historically true. Right. That happens all the time. And it's happened in the past much more frequently than it does now, thankfully, because we actually have made progress, but it still happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And just to piggyback off that real quick, there was a study that was just released that studied over 100 million traffic stops, 100 million across the entire United States. And the study revealed that blacks and minorities absolutely get pulled over more often and absolutely get searched more often than hey, whites. Um, so there's a so, – so, Hey, Tom, have you seen uh... – I know you. I know you have. You've been busy. What's up? Uh, have you seen Black Klansman uh, yet? I oh, I want to see that. I haven't. I know the story. But it, it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. But it just showed you. When, I will watch uh, that. Back in the '60s, how when police cops uh, they make these stops and stuff like that and harass black people, it was just. It, to me, I feel yeah. like it was way worse than how it, how it is now. But, yeah, it's improved, man. Yeah. But it's still it, not. It, it's still just not fixed. Even seeing that, I, I, I kind of cringed a little bit, yeah. and I was like, "Dang, I can't. Believe, I can't even imagine." Well, you know but, what I'm saying? Like you getting stopped with your woman, and they frisking your woman like in a oh, yeah, inappropriate way. Thing, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't do nothing can't about do nothing it. Nothing about it. And they talking to you, calling you all these n words and coons and stuff like that. It was just, it was bad. But the mm-hmm. movie's good, but yeah. No, I, I want to see that. It was a, it's a great movie. I didn't know that was Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I, I was like, damn, he sounds just like Denzel. And then yeah, I went son. to look it up. I was like, oh, that's Denzel's who, son. Who directed that? Uh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he just he, won, he a, won an Oscar. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say he won a Grammy. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, what was I saying, though? Uh, something about Tamir Rice. No, I know about Tamir <laughs> Specifically. Oh, oh, so the disconnect. Gotcha, yeah. So... So black people look at that and they they read that situation much more factually and honestly than white people do. Now, as I just explained, I don't think the shooting of Tamir Rice was overt racism. It was bad tactics. It was mm-hmm. stupid police acting stupidly. You don't think it was over? I don't think the racism? shooting. No, I don't think the shooting. You don't think if Rice, it was a white kid though, they would have probably approached it different. Though? That's a good. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, but you don't true. think it was racism at all. Or... No, it wasn't overt. Okay, 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 gotcha. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. There's a black kid. Let's go kill him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. That's but but it's a good point though. Yeah, because police do use different tactics for white. And black right. People, that's, for that's, sure. that's why I was asking. Absolutely. I got yeah. No, that's systemic though. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that a lot of people aren't even aware of. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it was because the perception. Okay, so a good example would be um, Michael Scott, the guy in South Carolina. Who, oh, who yeah, ran yeah, yeah. and not even fast. He wasn't even athletic. It's right, not like right, this guy. Right, he was, right. he was yeah, that, limping yeah. along to try to not go to jail. And yep. the dude takes a perfect shooting stance, uh, man. aims, and executes him. That one, I think, is overt racism. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that, that was gotcha. terrible, man. That, I think, was probably Anybody? closer to overt racism than not. Um, But so, but don't forget, though, like, that's a very good point you bring up. Systemic racism is largely invisible to white people. We don't see it because it doesn't affect us. We don't have to see it. It the system is is conditioned in our favor, so we're blind to the negative repercussions of it because they don't affect us. That's that's white privilege. That's all that argument. That's why so many white people are like, "Well, I don't have white privilege. I grew up in a poor trailer, yeah. and I have to fight and scrap for everything I have." 
you're blind to it. You don't see it. Yeah. White privilege doesn't mean every white person's a millionaire and has golden shoes. Correct. That's not what that means. Mm. White people struggle too. And I Amen. get that. But they don't struggle for <laughs> as systemic of a reason as black people do. Exactly. Now, there is a class issue. And, and there is. Right, right, right. And we talked about White it people do struggle mm-hmm. for class reasons. Yeah. And that is systemic also. Yes. But there's a whole nother component to black people's struggle that white people yeah. don't have to deal with. What do you think about, and I don't know if I'm a, if this question is going to get off, get us off topic, but what do you think about uh, them raising like minimum wage to $15? Is that... It's not going to help. It's not going to help? No. Because everything else is going to go up, because, right? Yeah, the nature yeah. of how well, economics try to, work. Well, trying to live on 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, you still like, can't do it. Right. And I always go when they say that, I always think about the J. Cole interview with uh, Angie Martinez when he said, so you think 15, like... Fifteen uh, an hour of my life is worth fifteen dollars, and I was like, "Damn, that it's uh, better." I than feel nothing, that, though. but I mean, fifteen dollars right. is good. <laughs> I know some people who doing well off fifteen dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah, it's I mean, better than I, I thought about it. You know, if they raised that, you know, how good would that do? The way economics works, bad. if you run a business, anytime a cost goes up, the cost Everything. of goods go up. Go up. Yeah. I got you. So, so I, that, that. It's but not going to have a huge effect, but it's better I, than I, doing I was watching the Bernie Sanders interview on Breakfast Club, and, you know, that's what he's pushing for. A lot of Democrats are actually putting, pushing for it, for that. Bernie uh, Sanders, huh? Yeah, and see, yeah. I used to love Bernie. Now I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. now I'm on the fence about him too because yeah. like his interview was kind of like, oh man, eh. uh, when they start talking about reparations and stuff like that, I, was I like, checked mm. all the way out, man. Like, damn, I, I thought I had me a candidate I, I that I literally one. wanted to vote for. Well, and he went on there and he he he, he hey, bombed it. He yeah. shit the bed, bro. Yeah, I was like, which is really I gotta nah, listen to it. I haven't heard that. Yeah, yet. it was it was like. Fuck once and once again, I can't trust That's, this person. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. And I liked yeah. Brandy back in 2016, but now yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Just <laughs> of, of anyone who you would you would think would do well in that circumstance, yeah. it would be him. I, I actually, I, I'm not completely against what he said, but the fact that yeah, you I'm not said completely against what he said. No but, reparations for black people. Right. He was like for everybody or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, like you want to throw us all it's the same politics. Like but we you we throw us when all in the same people ask specific questions for like what are you gonna do yeah. for the black community? It always gets like, Well, we're trying to do something for everybody. And it's yeah. like, no. We asked you Well, like we've discussed before, though, particular monetary question. reparations don't help you. And that's not the right thing. I mean, but America has historically done it over and over and, and over and over. And, over, over. Yeah. and we can't even get what we were promised from the jump. From the get-go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I feel like, once again, so we was promised that, never got it. Then we continue, and this is I will always say this, this is why I agree with Brother Malcolm. Once we started doing for self, once we started building our own, white people came and took that, too. Mm-hmm. And even today, people are saying, "Well, just do it. You know, you know, get your own stuff, get your own stuff." Well, we did, we mm-hmm. had it, mm-hmm. and y'all burned it down. Y'all pulled the first airborne attack and killed everybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We yeah. had the we had an organization that organized for us. Y'all destroyed that night. Y'all, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But America, but it's just like, damn. And so when we ask these questions to these politicians, yeah. and we can't get an answer, what are you gonna do for the black community? And then you say, well, we're going to do something for everybody. We're not asking that. We didn't ask for everybody. Yeah. It's just like the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. We're not We're not saying that your life don't matter. We're not saying that police lives don't matter. I'm not, we're not saying. We're just telling y'all that, hey, our lives matter yeah. too because we're the ones that's getting shot down. Yeah. But now y'all want to say, oh, no, our lives matter. So when we ask these questions to politicians, we're not asking who, what the hell y'all doing for everybody. We're asking for us because mm-hmm. we're the ones that has been fucked up for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I ain't yep. mean to go on that. Tent. And I gotta right. listen. I'll listen to that 
this week. In yeah, the- it was all right. I'm going to send it to you, man. It was all right. I was a little disappointed, though. Yeah. But- See, the problem <laughs> is, and this just goes back to the bigger picture, systemic, like just the way life works in America. Bernie legitimately wants to get elected. Yeah. Yeah. He really does. And I he has some great and he has some great ideas. Yeah, and some of the yeah. stuff he do would be fucking phenomenal. Do you think he's too old? No. Okay. No. Right, you know that's the, what everybody was saying. People should be old as the president. Yeah. He needs some life experience to do that job, I would think. But yeah. um he at the end of the day he needs to get elected. Yeah. And he loses and this this is this just goes back to how there's just politics is inherently dishonest and problematic. I mean, nothing's perfect and, and politics and democracy certainly isn't perfect. It's enormously problematic. It's just the best system historically that we've found. Um, he has to get elected. And if he starts saying, I'm going to run my campaign based on reparations for black people. Well, he's not getting quick. fucking elected. <laughs> <laughs> He'll lose so quick. He'll lose so quick, man. Just, see, that's, that's, that's sad, though, because if, if yeah. you do say that, yeah, you're not going to get elected, and, that, and I feel bad for that, but it's like, we want that, but we can't actually really get it right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. Like, he won't he, get elected. He will not get elected. And his campaign manager would have stuck a pistol through the That's why I was, like, surprised. Like, you just killed the campaign. Way to I go. I can't even yeah. believe that I mean, freaking Spike Lee actually won a freaking Oscar for that movie Yeah, because it exposed so much, and I was like... I didn't because he never won an Oscar. And, this is his first and, Oscar. As many great movies that yeah, uh, Spike Lee has created, because the Oscars fuck up so much. Oh, they, <laughs> they, they do so much wrong. It is amazing that he got it for that movie of all movies. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. What, what? What? Which one won the best screenplay? I think it was the Green Book, right? Didn't Green the Green Book? I think it was Green Book. They won it. Yeah, uh, yeah my dad that. called me and actually told me that's an actually good movie. Mm. So I've heard some things about that movie that it isn't good. That it's yeah, that I mean, it's it's it's, it's probably white too damn people. Long. It's romanticized too much. Well, it's yeah. it's uh, white people's perception yeah. of the problem. Yeah, oh, and it's a white oh. person's. T- it's it's a it's a good attempt. It's gotcha. the intention's fantastic. Gotcha. I hear, but it's they're missing the point. It's white people pretending like they understand what's going on. Mm. Are you saying Glory Road? Mm, I don't think so. No, about a uh, University of Texas El Paso, the white coach who started five black. Players Mm-mm. back in the sixties. Damn, you had one. It's oh, it's one of my favorite. I cried. Really? Once again, we well, are crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. They beat Kentucky uh, when uh, what's the guy name who the arena Rupp Rupp guy the co- uh, coach is Coach Rupp. You know mm-hmm. Kentucky plays in the Rupp Arena. Yeah, it's named after that, that guy. guy. Yeah. But Texas El Paso, they beat that championship team. Had uh, damn, what's that guy name? He's he's famous in the NBA. Ugh, don't know. Old time uh, NBA player, old time NBA player. Uh, I, I need more. Yeah. It. Anyways, um, he he was the first white coach to start five black players nice. uh, in college, and they ended up winning uh, winning the championship, and they beat Kentucky. And that's uh, Glory Road. That's Glory Road. Road. But it talks about how they used to go on the roads and have all these like racism, oh, yeah. like I mean things is going on, uh, them, them getting beat up in bathrooms. Uh, people throwing all type of stuff on the court. It's it's, it's a beautiful story, man. Like mm-hmm. by the time the end, and you see how they win, and oh man, I'm about to get teary eyed now. <laughs> it's just great, and I may go home and watch it now. But uh, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah I'll you, have to watch you, that. You, too. you have to watch that. You have to watch that one. That was a good one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so real quick, because you brought up a lot of good points and stuff, I was going to touch on too with the Tamir Rice thing. When that whole thing goes down that we just described, um. 
black people see it a lot more genuinely and honestly and factually than white people do. Um, shoot, now I forget what my point was and where I was going with it. But, <laughs> but it goes to the whole black lives, blue lives thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so police look at that and they look at the backlash mm-hmm. that that caused and they're like, what? We didn't do anything wrong. Gotcha. We, we were cleared. We're not going to prison for this. It was a good right. shoot. It's right. through Graham versus right. Connor and mm-hmm. case law and all those things. We've been cleared criminally. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything wrong. Gotcha. But, and, and then the black community gets fired up and says, no, you absolutely did do something wrong. And there's a whole track, there's a whole track record of you guys doing stuff yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through, the, not to mirror eyes, that's not where Black Lives Matter came from, but right, through right, similar yeah, incidents, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter r- raises up. When did Black Lives Matter happen? Uh, like, Michael what? Brown, Mike right? Brown, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, the point of Black Lives Matter wasn't to say, fuck the police, we hate you. The point right. of Black Lives Matter was to be like, hey, this keeps happening. This was happening. not an NWA statement. This keeps <laughs> happening. <laughs> just, just please give us some semblance that you care and that we actually do matter because it right. doesn't seem to be the case. Right. Well, instead of listening to that and actually taking the time to figure out what was being said, and the perceptions and other people's realities and those types of things, immediately the Blue Lives Movement starts because everybody, because we've talked about this a thousand times, greed and ego is going to kill us. Well, ego looks a lot of different ways. And one way that ego appears in people is that you're only worried about yourself and you're so in, you're so in your own head that you never take a time to learn a different perspective or see a different perspective or learn something or see something from somebody else's shoes. And you take everything personally. Everything's mm-hmm. a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And so Black Lives Matter felt very much like a personal attack against police. So, And I don't know where Blue Lives Matter started. I'm not sure that a cop actually started that. I'm not really sure yeah. what yeah, I, I, I don't that know got going. Pop, I just started seeing a pair of pop out of nowhere talking about some bunch of local police. Yeah, but all black people are saying is, hey, we matter. Yeah. Stop fucking killing us because it sure looks like you're doing yeah. it intentionally. And I can completely see why that's the impression. Yeah. And and instead of listening and trying to understand, we immediately say, "No, fuck you, blue lives matter." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's kids on a sure. playground saying, "My dad can beat up your dad." Like it was some yeah. point, right. fucking put the boxing yeah. gloves down and get to know each other and figure out what the fuck's going on. That's the yeah. best Have statement ever. With that petty as adults that we don't even yeah. realize it's that petty of an argument. Yeah, my it's, daddy can beat up your daddy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But but police are respected. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. First of all, first of all, policing's a decision. Yeah. It's not like people were born cops and have no choice in the matter. Uh. If you're so upset about the way your profession, first, we don't even make a lot of money. Go fucking do something else. Like, policing's a choice. It's a, policing isn't a protected group. It's it's a profession. Yeah. Go do something. A profession is not a protected group. Black people are called civil rights yeah and i've said this before too police take an oath to serve the community well the best way to serve the community is to hear their voice and to hear what their perceptions and opinions are and when they continually say hey wait a sec we're sick of getting shot for no reason because there's all these videos of us getting shot and from our perception it appears to be no reason and in a lot of cases you're absolutely fucking right in reaction to that the police take it personally because of ego and say no fuck you we matter we're heroic and we wear the badge and we're a brotherhood and yada, yada, yada. And instead of listening to what's being said and seeing things from other people's perspectives, they just double down. And now there's this big war of who matters. Well, everybody, well, truly everybody does. 
but it's the onus of the police to get to know the community that they serve, which, which they're not doing. Right. They're just sticking their head in the sand and saying blue lives matter and the whole movement gets started. Right. So. Oh, uh, did you see the Stefan Clark? Uh, mm-hmm. the, that's, the, that's the exact same thing. Same thing. It's case law. Mm. They, yeah. You can't judge that shooting based on hindsight. They, it was a fast evolving incident and yeah. they perceived a gun when it was a cell phone. But it goes back to what you brought up before. That would have gone down differently if that was a white kid. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that'd be my only thing. But that's that, all I want that's white people the kind to realize. Of, and you're right. Is, you're absolutely you know right. You know what I'm saying? If this is a white person, because I didn't see white people fight the cops, I didn't see white oh, people man. run mm-hmm. off from the cops, and nothing. It does get handled nothing, differently. It does. Yeah, yeah. Over and over and over again. And that's why I brought up that study that well, just White people was done. shoot up schools, they go to. Yeah. Or churches, they, go to, they get to go to Burger King yeah. and shit like that. But black people are kid who has a toy gun gets shot down yeah that's that'd be my only thing that's yeah. my only argument with that you know what i'm saying i never you don't see white kids getting shot with guns i never would toy say no. i would never say that 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 cop who shot tamara rice is a racist because i don't know that person i never met that person mm-hmm. but me seeing other videos of white people and they're doing more bad shit than what tamara rice was doing mm-hmm. Makes me think, okay, there is something wrong here. But here's here's where people are just not being honest with themselves and learning and seeing things from other perspectives. So cops will look at the Stefan Clark thing and they're like, we didn't do anything wrong. Graham versus Connor. Case loss. Case loss settled. Right. It was a good shoot. Yep. We can't be judged on hindsight. And all that's true. Well, <laughs> I, I have a very big problem with the term good shoot. Yeah. Because yeah. hindsight does exist, as I said before. Just because you can't judge somebody based on their use of force, based on hindsight, it still fucking exists. And if someone dies that didn't need to die, it's not a good shoot. All right. Tamir Rice didn't need to die. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Clark didn't need to die. Philando Castile didn't need to die. These were bad shootings. Because of hindsight, we know that. Yeah. Because of Graham versus Connor, we can't hold officers accountable based on hindsight but hindsight still exists and we still know it's a bad shoot what does it take to change case law it's going to take a lot like would it take just you have to uh, change the whole police you have to change the whole policing culture and have cases get litigated that literally it is very difficult it's a precedent it's very difficult you have to re-examine like everything it takes a judge that has some balls to go against the grain yeah and, and rule differently yeah Mm-hmm. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. But you know what it really yeah. takes? You wouldn't even have to change case law if you changed the culture of policing and yeah. the training. Mm. Case law could be what it is. The The problem is uh, enough cops don't do their job fucking correctly because they don't come at it with the right motivation. Um, They push things they don't need to push. They... uh. Um, exacerbate situations that they don't need to. They escalate things instead of de-escalate them. They have all this training and shooting and fighting, but no training and thinking and talking. Like, it's... That's the problem. Like, I've, I I could have shot so many people in my career, and I've shot nobody. And it's not because I'm unsafe. It's not because I've put myself in but bad situations. Right it's because I don't fucking put myself right. in put, bad you, situations. You do the right tactics right. to put yourself in a good because situation. Because my intent is not okay. to hurt somebody. Right, of my intent is not to have the excitement to kick in the door and punch right. the person You're trying in to the make face it back and home. roll around on yeah. the ground. No, I'm not even trying to make it back home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to genuinely help people. Got you. And that includes people oh, yeah, who that, find that's themselves even more important. Yeah, on the wrong side of the law. I agree. I agree. There's this whole perception like cops get lost in it immediately Mm -hmm. six months of policing and you're fucking down this rabbit hole that there's the good segment of society and there's the criminals got you 
True. There is a segment of society that right. don't commit crimes, and there right. is a segment of society that commits crimes. But the segment of society that commits crimes is still society. They're still the citizenry, and you still swore to uphold and to protect and to serve them. Just because mm-hmm. they commit crimes doesn't mean they're immune from service. And your intent, just because they commit crimes, shouldn't be to punch them and shoot them and hurt them but just because they commit crimes. A better thing to do would be figure out why people commit crimes. Put actual money and resources into finding out why people find themselves in the circumstances they find themselves in and help them out of it. I mean, it's why I've become more and more disenfranchised with policing is just take drug laws. Police have done more damage to addicts than any entity in the history of mankind. The worst thing you can do to an addict is lock them up and punish them for a sickness. It would be like locking up and punishing cancer patients. It's no different. Mm. They're ill. They're sick. What the fuck are we putting them in prison for? What does that accomplish? All it does is make it it grows the reasons they used in the first place exponentially. Mm-hmm. People use drugs because they're unhappy, they're isolated, they have no friends, they have no resources, they have mental illness. Prison makes all of those issues, puts it on steroids. Yeah. And you expect that somebody's going to go to prison for five years Ooh, for a drug say, charge and they're going to come out healthy? No, they're going to uh, come out wanting drugs more than they ever wanted in the five years And they were probably getting previous. them in there. Who would you say? Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. Build the wall to stop drug trafficking. Come Prisons on, bro. are full of drugs. And they got if walls If a wall all stopped drugs. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> the barbed wire has the most of guards. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you know people who yeah. are in jail right now who are still making money. Oh, they get money. There's more drugs inside. in jails than anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. It happens uh, all I was gonna the time. Say, um, I was going to ask, who do you think jails are for then? Jails are for jails are for control and profit, and no, no I'm not saying like like who? Well, private prisons. The fact that no, there's no, such no. a thing as a private prison, <laughs> that's disgusting. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. I'm all I'm all I'm all ready to go. <laughs> no, I feel, I, feel, I, feel, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but no, who like because you just said a lot there, but who should be in jail? You know what I'm saying? Like the people yeah. who commit like murders and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I okay. mean, there is a. Th- there will always be jails, and there should right, right, always right. No, be that's, jails. Those people we need to because lock up, right? They're to have an ordered, safe society. There are certain people who are really fucking dangerous. Yeah, and oh, they need to oh, be yeah. put away. Yes, um, for sure. Yeah. Now, do away with all victimless crimes. Yep. All drug crimes, all prostitution crimes. Prostitution, yes. Make prostitution and drugs legal. Do I'm away sorry, with all man. Those crimes. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm being. Like, so toxic when I say, because I stand with Robert Kraft. I do not think that man yeah. needs to be going through what he's going through. I don't. I just don't. Yeah. And I feel I mean, bad because I'm like. I don't feel bad for you. Him. I, I, have I, a no, hard... I don't feel bad. He's yeah. a rich motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I, I don't, he can pay his way out of jail. Yeah. But I'm saying, if we said it before on the last episode, if what them two people had was an agreement and it was consensual, he paid. For whatever yeah. service that he got, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I know a lot of people came out and were like, this is what we're talking about. Uh, we're tired of males always thinking women in this way and that way. But mm-hmm. I'm like, Man, listen. She decided, well, in that case, she didn't decide because it was a sex trafficking ring. But well, but that's, well, they 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 are actually off of that? yeah they kind of investigating it. I don't think okay. that it, they so investigate this. Let's put it, that to the side. Yeah, there's two adults in a room. You have something that I want, and you're willing to give it to me for a price. For mm-hmm. a price. I'm not coercing you into it. I'm not forcing you to do anything. He ain't put his hands on uh none of that. I pay for a service, and you mm-hmm. serve me. All I'm saying. And you know what? If yeah. you're if you're really that upset 
that a woman was put in that position, figure out why women do that in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Well, largely women do that to support a drug habit. Yeah. So why That's don't we true. approach drug mm. habit drugs in a more appropriate and productive way instead of criminalizing them? You ever, and you actually ever thought help about people? you ever thought about running for president? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I never Why not? Could. I, would, I would definitely I support never, you. I never could. They definitely I'd, went above with you because of me, though. Well, no, they wouldn't. I just don't. <laughs> there, nothing about me says that I'm capable of being president. You I have this have, black short guy talking about, yeah. I mean, I just, just start with the fact that I'm not wealthy. I mean, just start right there. Right. Like, right. That's, that's <sighs> probably the biggest. You didn't I mean, go to Harvard, Princeton, no. or Yale, no. or Brown. So, no. Yeah. What is it? Ox- no, Oxford is not one of them. No, Oxford is uh, Ole Miss, right? No, Oxford is Oh, England. matter of yeah, fact, Brown, what do you, what do you guys think about, uh, I don't know if y'all seen it, but have y'all seen, like, Ole Miss been having, like, a lot of racial tension, which, I mean, we've been known that for years. It's Mississippi, of course. Right. And then you saw the Tennessee Vols, and on their senior night, like, the crowd started chanting, uh, we will not have racism on our campus or something like that, uh, because something happened to racism on their campus as well. Man, okay. Uh, I right. think like a blackface thing happened again on their campus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of shit. Man, with, with all this stuff going on, what, what point do we stop getting sensitive behind this? Oh, well, so here's another thing too. I, I listened to a podcast and I forget which one it was, but there was a psychologist on and she said, her point was she granted all of what we're talking about mm-hmm. because all of this is true. If you're if you're trying to find the the right side of the argument, Systemic racism and white privilege and all of those things are factual and true. That is the correct side of the argument. Those things exist. And the black predicament in America is largely done purposefully and is perpetuated purposely. And it could be dealt with if we cared to. Those are all facts. And she grants all those facts. And she says, absolutely. I don't don't disagree with any of them. Racism is alive and well. And although it's improved and a little bit less, it's still alive and well. I grant you all of that. But from a professional, educated, uh, medical uh, mind view, she says, all of that's true. But when you focus on the victimization, you don't get anywhere. Yeah. She's like, if you focus on the fact that you're a victim and that's all you pay attention to, you never – it's, don't make it's a simultaneously true and focusing on it keeps you in that rut. It needs to be not a, well, this is – happens to me because of this and because of that it needs to be okay grant that this happens to you because of this and because of that but what are you going to do going forward you have to at some point empower yourself in some way and stop focusing on your victimhood and do something yeah now i get her point she's right she's absolutely right and sometimes i feel like on this podcast we look at the problem too much rather than the solution but but (laughs) The problem is so big that every time you try to empower yourself and you get kicked down again, it's it's and, and that this goes into the, the the topic of identity politics. Like Sam Harris says, identity politics are terrible, and on some level, I agree with him. Yeah. Also, on some level, that's a very privileged place to be. Identity problem, identity politics are problematic when you're a white straight male because you don't get any of those identities. You don't fit in into any of the identities where identity politics is really scene right so it's a privileged so position say, to take but when you say uh we don't focus on the solution i mean i get i get i get i'm saying but on, no, no, i'm no. saying personally right, right i think right. this is much more of a personal thing than a and then a let's fight and end racism but think thing. about okay we i don't even know because i think even torn brought it up like when did racism actually start but let's go back to 
the ancient times, when did... I mean, we always, everybody always had this situation where it was the, the Egyptians and the, the Israelites and stuff like that. It's always been mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, some, a yeah. people versus another people. I think her point was more like on that, an individual you know level. Yeah. So you, this yeah. is to a particular individual. So let's mm-hmm. say she is in therapy with a patient. Okay. That patient is black and gay, let's say. And let's say this person is struggling to have any semblance of a decent life. And they can't keep a job, and they're an addict. Let's throw that in there too. And every time this person goes to counseling with this doctor, the person harps on the fact that they're black, gay, and an addict. And they feel and like, like they and, and they're like, well, the reason that I have these issues is because of my generational poverty, and my generational yes. poverty is a result of my skin color, and it's exacerbated by the fact that I'm also gay. All of those things are true, every bit of it. But if if that's what that person continually focuses on, they're fucked. They're out, they're never going to get better. So the the trick becomes, I think, much more on an individual basis than a global basis. How do you get each individual that you're trying to help to empower themselves mm. on an individual level and do better? Mm. That's the trick, and that should be the focus okay. in, in helping people. I see. Is I'm I'm not I'm granting everything you've been through, and it's all true. Now let's move forward. Right. Let's figure out a way mm. for you to mm. not forget it, but right, 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 right. Don't focus but, on that. Yeah, and move forward from that point. Mm. And that's different for every person. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it Jay Z? I'm saying my thing is though it's like <laughs> I don't expect Ole Miss to be politically correct. Fuck no, no. The name Fuck is no. Ole I mean Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. the Rebels. Yeah. Come on, the man. The Rebels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's sad, but I expect even MTSU. The Raider thing is like a racist symbol. Yeah, I mean Nathan Bedford Forrest is the name of the ROTC building. Who is a you know the Grand Wizard of the KKK? Yeah. Right. We're trying to get that down for years. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um. I just i I understand talking about stuff, and we should talk about it. We should expose the issues. Mm-hmm. But like you said, where's the movement at? Mm-hmm. What is the actual focus? If this stuff went away tomorrow, now what? Mm-hmm. Now like, what? What yeah. is what is the actual goal of what we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes I, I I fear this generation so much because I feel like sometimes people they feed off the negative, like they feed off racism. Mm-hmm. If racism yeah. just went away, how many people would actually be like, do we need Al Sharpton hey. anymore? Do we need or uh, Jesse Jackson? Do we need these people now? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Racism, yeah. uh, prostitution, all these things just went away. What would be your cause in life? That's what what I, do you want? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's the biggest issue. Like, I don't think people truly, both sides, us as being oppressed and people that are oppressing, nobody really has a goal for real. Mm-hmm. That's their moniker in life. Like, yo, my my flag on this planet is I'm going to oppress people, mm-hmm. so I'm going to cry and wave. It becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. Like sickness, people that are sick yeah. become addicted to being sick mm-hmm. because that gets them their attention, that yeah. gets them, you know, exactly. with their resources and whatnot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, it, it gets tiring, man. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know what? It's This actually reminded me of something that happened recently at work. Uh, when I was training my last trainee, uh, he pulled over a car. It was driven by a black woman and there was three black guys in the car. Mm. The two black guys in the back seat were on their, they were getting driven to work. They work at a restaurant in the city. Um, the driver of the car, I believe, was one of the kids' moms. Mm. And the front seat passenger was the mom's boyfriend. Well, the mom's boyfriend uh, had a murder charge about 10 years ago. Mm. 
Um, he didn't have any warrants or anything like that, but he'd done time for murder. Mm-hmm. And, of course, many other things, but I bring up murder because that's, that's the pretty big, notable, yeah. notable charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was ner- he was acting suspicious as hell. Yeah. The front seat passenger. He was he was making the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end because he was acting so nervous, and he wasn't being a dick. He wasn't he wasn't throwing attitude. Um, he probably was scared. He, wasn't gonna be he was just acting suspicious. He was yeah. fidgety. Uh, he his answers to every question I asked sucked. Like he was evasive. He and again he not no attitude, but just just suspicious. Like he was uncomfortable, and you could tell it. Yeah. Well, to me that reads as suspicion. Criminal suspicion. So I sit there and I, I talk to him because my trainee's on the driver's side talking to the driver and I'm on the passenger side talking to him. And so we do our little first initial approach where we get everybody's IDs, tell them why we stopped him, yada, yada, yada. And we go back to the car and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't know what vibe you got, but the front seat passenger's making me nervous. He is not comfortable with this stop. He's fidgety as hell. Then we run him. We find out he's done time for murder. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I wonder what's going on. Because now I'm even more suspicious. This dude's fucking done time for murder. Yeah. He has no active warrants. And he's the passenger in the car. So he really hasn't done anything. He's just sitting there. Um, He did choose. I asked for his ID. He chose to give it to me. So that's all good to go. Um, But then I start looking at how old the charges are. And his murder charge was over a decade old. He didn't have any recent charges. All of his charges were old. So then I start to think, okay. And their story makes sense. The story of why they're in the city, what they're doing, all of it makes sense. They really are going to work. She really is giving them a ride. Oh, and there's a fictitious tag on the car also. Uh, the, the license plate that's on the car doesn't match the car. So right. all of this is enormously suspicious to a cop. Okay. This is where your intention should be true. My intention is not to throw these four people in jail. My intention is to figure out what's going on. If what's going on is criminal, then yeah, absolutely, they'll all four go to jail. But I don't know that it is because sometimes things that appear criminal aren't. They're just fucking nervous because of the history of oppression and the history of what police do to black people. Also, sometimes poverty looks a whole bunch like criminality. So it turns out you fast forward and, and, you know, I do my investigation the way I do police work. Right, right, right. And – I come to find out that the reason there's a fictitious tag on this car is because they don't have any fucking money and they can't afford registration. And these two kids needed to get to work and she didn't want to get stopped. So she fucking threw a plate on the car so she could get her kids to work. That's poverty. I've done that. That's poverty. (laughs) Okay. So that's why there's a fictitious tag. Yeah. I've done that too. (laughs) So that's why there's a fictitious tag on the car. I get up. Okay. So this goes back to your thing about empowerment. And how individually you need to empower yourselves, but because of oppression, it's really, really hard. Mm. So I go back up there, and I go back up to the passenger, and I'm like, man, and I say this a lot to a lot of people. I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, you look at me in this uniform, in in my appearance, and you're not comfortable right now. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I'm not going to. Go on more about that, but yep. I understand why you're uncomfortable right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm like, beautiful. can I tell you something? He's like, yeah. And he's still not totally comfortable. I was like, you made me uncomfortable too. And I was like, here's why. You made me uncomfortable. I said, you made me uncomfortable because you couldn't answer any of my questions. You refused to look me in the eye. You were fidgeting all over the place. I kept, you kept putting your hands in places I didn't like. I was like, you were, you were putting off a persona of being extremely uncomfortable and I didn't know why. Well, understand from my perception, that looks like criminal, suspicious behavior. 
Not to mention the fact you're in a car with a fictitious tag on it. I was like, then I go back and I run you and I find out about your murder rap. And he just shakes his head and he's like, man, he's like, you wouldn't even believe it if I told you. He's like, that was wrong place, wrong time. He's like, I took the fall for a dude and I did 10 years for it. Damn. And I'm like, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, it happens. I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but, and this is what I pointed out to him. And this is so funny to watch the change in his demeanor. Mm. I was like, you knew that right now at this date and time, as you're sitting as a passenger in this car, you didn't do anything wrong. You know that. He's like, yeah, I know that. And I'm like, so why were you acting like that? And he's like, I don't know. Cause, but no, no, I know. He's oh, like, okay, he's okay, like, okay. I was acting like that because doing the right thing doesn't matter. He's like, I've done the right things, the right thing many times, and have gone down for it. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. He's saying. like, I don't have. It's not as simple. And this, these aren't his words. I'm, I'm putting you, in you, my yeah, words yeah, yeah, what yeah, his yeah. point was. Paraphrasing. He's like, I don't have the luxury of being being given the benefit of the doubt. I don't have the luxury of even doing the right thing and being rewarded for doing the right thing. I've done the right thing and gone down for it. He was like, I, that's not my experience. And I'm like, I get it. I know. And I was like, here's what you need to do. I was like, when you know, because he wasn't doing anything wrong. There was no drugs in the car. Everything was legit. They were poor. They needed to get kids to work, so they put a plate on the car. He hasn't committed a crime in 10 years, as far as I could tell. No drugs in the car. Everybody's good to go. Solid. Nothing Nothing to see here. Right. I was like. You know that you knew that was the case before I knew that was the case. I only now, after a little bit of investigation, know that there's nothing going on here. You knew that from the get-go. The second those blue lights came on behind you, you knew there was nothing going on. But all four of you acted like there was something going on, and I understand why, and I don't blame you. Here's what you guys need to do. Be confident. When you know you're not doing anything, be confident in it. Be confident. Know that you're not doing anything. And if that traffic stop still ends up going south and you get railroaded into something be respectful be polite do what the officer says and then sue the fuck out of that department because you're going to win if nothing's going on now if you actually are committing a crime and you're just trying to get out of it that's different right but in this i i pointed to the set of circumstances we were dealing with you aren't doing anything wrong and you knew it have confidence don't worry about the past all of that's true and it all happened and all i right. totally get it but move forward at some point and have, be confident. I was like, when I walked up to that window, what you should have done with every ounce of confidence has been like, hello, officer. Can I have your ID? Sure. Here you go. Is there anything illegal in the car? Nope. Yeah. Be direct. Answer the yeah. questions because you, you've got nothing to hide. Gotcha. But people are so affected from their past that yeah. they don't even – they can't. Like that's easier said than done. Like I can sit here and, mm-hmm. and and say that to him and he totally got it and his demeanor totally changed. Totally changed. He whipped out his phone and started playing a basketball game on his phone. Oh, for And real? he was sitting there just chilling, having a good old time. Yeah. Every ounce of nervousness just oh, washed away man. from him. That's beautiful. And yeah. he, was, beautiful. he was completely relaxed from that moment on. But that's imagine – if another cop had been there and read right. the same things that I read, but their intention was different, yeah, every that would have turned into a use of force because he would have resisted, and you know why he would have resisted because he didn't do anything fucking wrong, and it's the same old thing again. Here we go again down that same path. Well, you the police, Jesus, bro. So. I, that 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 traffic stop could have turned so bad, <laughs> yeah, under different circumstances, but it didn't turn bad because my intention wasn't bad. My intention was actually good; was to serve these people yeah. that appeared to be committing a crime. Got you. And it works. I mean, they were, hold, and that dude if was I'm getting so. A, did uh, did they? Did you guys give him anything like a ticket? Uh, the driver got a ticket. Okay. Um, but yeah. the two dudes that went to work, 
Mm. The one dude, the passenger that I was dealing with, yeah. probably had the, I can promise you, had the best experience with the cop he's ever had in his life. Yeah. Um, and the woman who got the ticket, she totally got it too because she understood the gotcha. part that she did wrong. Yeah. Right? Um, and she owned it. Yeah. And That's... we weren't dickheads to him, and we didn't unnecessarily detain him, and we didn't take their sketchy, suspicious behavior. We we noticed it, and we were safe about it, and we investigated it, but we didn't jump the gun, and we didn't unnecessarily escalate it. And when I first walked up to that door, and he was acting sketchy, mm. I didn't. I wasn't unreasonable. I was safe. I watched his hands. I told him to stay in the car. I said, do not get out of this car without me coming to talk to you. Just stay put. Mm. Stop moving around. Stop being so nervous. Keep your hands where I can see him. Did all that, but I talked. But I didn't talk to him like an asshole either, though. That's the other thing. I didn't demean him ever, and I never spoke down to him, and I never spoke angry to him because I wasn't angry with him. And even when he made me nervous and I was a little bit scared, yeah, I was still decent to him. Yeah, and and, and coincidentally, he was also more or less decent to me. He never talked down to me. Yeah. He never had attitude. He was nervous, but he never had attitude. He never said "fuck you, cop" or right. nothing. None of his demeanor was aggressive. It was just nervous. Right. Um, but that kind of goes back, like part of, part of the solution is while you acknowledge the past, you have to realize it's the past and you can't let the past cloud every situation going forward. Take every situation for what it is and have a little bit of perspective Mm. and realize that even though the past is what it is, Mm. this might not be indicative of what I've always known Mm. and give it a benefit of the doubt. Just give it a sec to let it play out. Let the church say amen on that one. And, and. It's it, it's beneficial for everybody because then you're going to make the cop less nervous. When the cop's less nervous, obviously that goes way better for right. everybody. Like, uh, by the way, I'm going to church this Sunday too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My 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 wife is making me go. So all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That's, that no, that's, that's that's cool though, man. I mean. I don't. But that I've never, back, I've never heard too many stories like that. I mean, that's and, how and they I go under, down. And I can understand like both sides. Like you were worried that yeah. he was being like a little skeptical and stuff like that, but he was skeptical of you and yeah. things like that. But and you know why? To it's hear because how it, he ended up playing a video game on his phone. It was and totally like laid that. back. Man. Totally laid back. Like I every like that. ounce yeah. of nerves. I feel like that's what the police supposed to do. Yeah. Is. Kind of and like that's what, that's the situation, what, that's not what talking, the situation. That's what communicating and good intentions looks like. Yeah. If you, but but this is why Black Lives Matter exists, and this is why Blue Lives Matter exists. It's because right. there's no fucking discussion. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing in the world. Well, the worst what? response to the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. was the Blue Lives Matter movement. You it's, know, it's what? an indication of no communication. And what pisses me off is, I mean, you know, I told you before, is the reason why we, because you're a cop, I'm black. The reason why we came together for this podcast was to have the discussion. And I still get flagged. Like, you're doing a podcast with a white cop. <laughs> oh, imagine what oh, happened to me. Oh, you're a clown. You know what I'm saying? All these things. I'm like, bro, we got to have this discussion. Yeah. Because we got, first of all, we need to know what is the appropriate, uh, I guess the appropriate thing to do so that black people can live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When approached by cops and things like that. Also, for people to hear your side of the story, like that situation, like yeah. you, you were kind of not to say you were afraid, but you were kind of like afraid. you, he yeah, made you me were su- like, damn, this nervous. man right here is kind of. I went back and I told like my that. trainee, I was like, watch the car, keep your yeah. eyes on the car. So, and you had a job to do too. Mm-hmm. So, it gives people an opportunity to hear both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm, I get messages sometimes saying that 
I'm a clown and things like that because I do this podcast with mm-hmm. you, which I knew it was, it was going to come anyway, so I'm not offended by it. But it just kind of shows the, uh, the, like, I guess the... Well, the, and if anybody that I work with heard this podcast, I'd get... Right, 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 right. I right, get right. more than flat. It just shows like how far <laughs> we we came a long way, but we still got a long way to go. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. But it goes back to being well intentioned and looking at other people's perspectives, right? And not basing everything on the past, taking every situation for what it is with good intention and communication and going forward. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, it's it's just. When we start when we start going down this rabbit hole, yeah, it seems like the solution is so simple, but it's just it's so oh, hard. It's, not. it's so hard to get people in mass to to realize it. Yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. And and part of the reason is because racism still exists. We just had a guy in New Zealand last night kill forty nine Muslims, oh, and he was folks. he was motivated by na- white nationalism in America. Did you did you see so, that? No, uh, actually, Karim that was on the show. He just posted about it. I saw it on Twitter this morning. That was and the first thing I woke up to. He's was, a white nationalist from Australia who is motivated by what's going on politically in America right now. So part that of the was reason the first why thing I woke up to, I got on Twitter, and that was the first thing I saw. Part of the reason why the solution's so hard to arrive at is because there's still so much of this fucking hatred and ignorance. Yeah, like how do you, how do you do what I just described when there's still people like that in the world, and when there's still cops out there doing shit. The way they shouldn't have do they it. gotten him? Have they got yeah, him? Yeah, they or? arrested him. Okay, yep. so he got arrested. Okay. So he got arrested. Yep. So, oh, wait a minute. Well, that's New Zealand. Well, New Zealand. I don't I know. Say it's New Zealand. I don't, don't know the first fucking thing about New Zealand. They don't have so. guns like that. First of all, so the fact that he I had was going to say well, New, Zealand. New Zealand so has did. lax gun laws. Do they? That's apparently the I little bit I read is that the dude went from Australia to New Zealand to carry out his attack because Australia's gun laws are stricter and New Zealand's are lenient. And so he felt he could do it there. I don't know anything about New Zealand. I don't know what their political or he racial did, or okay. anything. But he did this yeah. act. So he did this act because of what he saw that was going on in America, right? He got locked up. He's locked up. Mm-hmm. So what? What out? Like, what did you do it for? Honestly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did you get out of it? The guy. The guy. Well, the he's guy. Hate, he's a fucking racist. You know what I'm saying? What? It. What did he get out of it? You know what I'm saying? What did he get out of it? He felt like well, he, who knows? he. You'd have to ask him. Yeah, it depends on what his ideology yeah. is because there's so many rabbit holes behind okay. that. Okay, so well, if he's from wherever, he's white, right? Mm-hmm. Is he a terrorist? Oh, for sure. All right. Yeah. He's now, now, terrorist. He so now to we, had, we, country. we yeah. had some Muslims that hijacked a plane mm-hmm. and they bombed a fucking building, mm-hmm. right? We don't know their whole tactic, really. Because they died mm-hmm. in the fucking plane, mm-hmm. but they're terrorists, though, right? Why is he not? The whole at, world is. Why is he not then. a terrorist then? Yeah. Why nobody has called this man a terrorist? Then why don't we fear white people? Why don't? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> why don't we fear white Christians? Because he was a white Christian, white you Christian know nationalist. And once again, going back to the black Klansmen, why? Okay, because when we're talking about Muslims, why when Muslims do things, all the Muslims are attacked. Mm-hmm. When white Christians, such as the KKK, mm-hmm. do certain things, all Christians are like, "Well, that's not." Don't real. blame us for them. We're yeah. not like them. Well, so why it. is it when Liam Neeson's friend is raped, he wants to kill any black yeah. person? But then he has the audacity to say, "But that's not a racist feeling." Yeah. I don't think Liam Neeson's racist, but that feeling was that. That definitely was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he had a touch of racism that uh, day. He, yeah, he may have grown out of it. But. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all have time for a more sensitive topic? 
more sensitive? sensitive? Why are you being so are you sensitive? You talking about no, crying? no. I was, I was, I was going to say not, not a more sensitive topic, a more softer topic. Oh, yeah, okay. I wanted to get to the college scandal, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, college admissions. Yeah, I was going to say, admissions. I was going to say Neverland, but yeah, oh, Neverland oh, too. Not we can yeah, that, that's that's even. I don't harsh. believe that shit. So there, there's my. Well, opinion. I didn't know. I have not seen the, the documentary. Ah, fuck them. I didn't watched it. The documentary I did find out was made by a kid who knew Michael Jackson and spent time with him. Yeah. Listen, this uh, is my opinion. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He went to trial for that ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing was found. He's dead. Why are you speaking on it now? Mm-hmm. What 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 can happen now? To y'all want me to well, y'all want me to stop listening to Dirty Diana and. Uh, and Billy well, Jean. First of all, I got too many Michael Jackson records to get yeah, rid fuck of. Fuck you! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stopping. On top of my that, Michael too, Jackson there was an FBI too. investigation that nobody talks about. They yeah. thoroughly investigated him and found nothing. Now Michael Jackson did some weird stuff. Weird he was stuff. a weird guy. He was no grown man weird. should have. He climbed trees for no reason. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a grown man. And I climb trees. It's just therapeutic. <laughs> no grown man should have another man's kids in his bed. Right. And. Like, if you was your kids, they'd be like my kids. Maybe they could sleep in the bed with me, but, you know, they're going to have their side and stuff yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, Not some random stranger of that course. just, you know, yeah. we met. Oh, mm-hmm. you got kids and they want to hang out? Cool. They can sleep in my yeah. bed. Heck no. They yeah. can't even stay at my house right. unless you here and they're going to be with you. I'm going to yeah. give his ass an AR and look, if you so, feel weird, you let that bitch off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he did do that, which is not a crime, but it's weird as crap and you shouldn't do stuff like yeah. that. Right, right. And... Michael wasn't the most mentally sane person. Mm-mm. Like, and he, he was a victim himself. He, he was a victim himself. Exactly. You know, yeah, child abuse exactly. and yeah, the way he was raised. Yeah. And depending on how you look at it, he was beat into stardom. So, well, yeah. he was. Now, there's he was. However, there is a very direct link between high creativity and intelligence and mental illness. Yeah, yeah. and he's one of the best. Singers, dancers, we've ever known. Of all so time, he, yeah. not only was he, he wasn't just beat into stardom, he also was grossly talented. Right, he was he was also incredibly gifted. Yeah. He was, uh, which has a high 11? propensity for mental illness. Mm-hmm. So not only was he abused, but he was probably not totally there mentally anyway, because right. he was highly creative and highly talented. And right. Those people are never normal. Um, so he was he, he was, was a perfect. He was eleven when he first started, right? They try to make it seem like he was nine or something. Like that? I don't. I don't. Somewhere nine, some between nine and eleven. I okay. Yeah. No, I, mean, I was just asking. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he was yeah. young. So, uh, and definitely, Joe Jackson definitely played a part of like fucking all those kids up. Yeah. yeah but all something, them weird. something Twan yeah. brought up that's a good point. Like, why is the story always Michael Jackson? Why is it never right. Jerry Lee Lewis? Mm. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis, who, oh who my married gosh. his underage cousin, <laughs> or Elvis. Woody Allen, Elvis. who married his, his stepdaughter. stepdaughter. These yeah. people just—they continue to work. They yeah. don't even have repercussions. Yeah. yeah, like, yo, Elvis's story just blows my mind. And like, I'm from Memphis, man. And yeah. I, you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm like you on record saying that you don't like. Girls above fifteen. Yeah, you married a fourteen-year-old. Well, she was seventeen, I think, when they actually got married. But she was living with you at fourteen, I yeah. believe. She's in an interview with Barbara Walters talking about how he gave her uppers at some teenage age. Like, yo, you giving a girl drugs? Like, this is all common knowledge, and it's like, oh, he's still the king, and mm-hmm. nobody's talking about taking his records off of Spotify or wherever me. they are. Come at. on, man, come on. I'm like, 
dysfunction is dysfunction, mm-hmm. yep. period. But make it equal. Yes. Like, if we're going to talk about Michael Jackson yes. and the stuff that supposedly happened but still ain't no evidence, mm-hmm. cool. Let's get Elvis. Let's get Jerry Lee Lewis. Y'all already got Chuck Berry, so we ain't got to worry uh-huh. about him. Yep. Uh, man, that, I'm riding home to Michael Jackson on, on the way. Man. From when I leave here. All of that. You feel me? He's not going out, nowhere. Man. I mean, like, look, look at how quickly, look at how quickly Bill Cosby yeah. got convicted. Yeah. Look yeah. how quickly. Okay. But, and then uh, also. What's, what's my also, guy's name? Uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Hefner did all kind of crap, too. Oh, for sure. But nobody's oh, like, he ran a sex shit. enterprise. He, he ran a brothel, basically. Yeah. And he, he had the pick Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Um, we got Elvis. Uh, and there's somebody else, man. Well, it is I, amazing I how that. Michael Jackson, you just won't let him off the hook ever. He's been dead for a decade now, oh, and all this is still coming up. Cosby gets convicted immediately. R. Kelly's immediately vilified and held accountable. Yeah, he should have been but, a long time ago anyway. I was not yeah. going to lie. I was going to say, look, R. Kelly, once again, when the Boondocks episode came out, I had yeah. immediately eliminated him out of my life. Yeah. And I don't know why it's still being brought up but today. But the point isn't what those people convicted. did was wrong. What right. Cosby did was wrong. Yes. What Michael well, Jackson all of the motherfuckers did was wrong. Purported, well, purportedly well, did was wrong. Allegedly, yeah. what Michael Jackson yeah. did. Because I don't. I honestly the I point not isn't that, that they are innocent. Those kids. I think Michael Jackson was a fucked up person yeah. who did weird shit. Yeah. I don't think he touched those kids, but he did not have a childhood because his fucked up daddy. Yeah. And he 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 invited kids over to have a sleepover, which is fucking weird. Yeah. But I do not think that Michael Jackson touched those kids yeah. in that manner that they are trying to say. But the point is, why do white people get to do the exact same shit and it just oh, I don't, disappears? Yeah. Like, man, it just disappears. Yeah. people, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just I'm kidding. But no, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, yeah, look yeah. at how much yeah. work it took to get Harvey Weinstein charged. Yeah, and he's still about walking around. He's still, he's still walking out around. Yeah. walking around. It like, took a whole hey. movement to get him charged. Yeah. And that's that's what's weird about his situation. Like high profile other white actresses and actors mm-hmm. were against him and he still is able to be out right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Like mm-hmm. And it's not money because Cosby had money. Cosby had exactly. more money than majority well, of Hollywood. Hold so. on, hold on. Did you see where um Michael Jackson's uh nephew came on the Breakfast Club and explained how oh, yeah, yeah. how he owned a lot of things. So I think do you think that plays a part? I definitely think that plays a part. Okay. Like Michael Jackson pretty much owns songs. Because I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist all the time. Nah, but, yeah, nah, like he, 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 owned, he owned the Beatles. He, he owned yeah, is yeah. oh, so look at you, Blue. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you knew about that shit. Yeah, he, he owned, owned, he owned okay. the rights to a bunch of shit. <laughs> I didn't think he, yeah, uh, basically <laughs> Sony couldn't make a check without cutting him a check. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I felt like they had to get rid of him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's kind of the story with uh, the... Does the Harnstein, whatever his name is, does he, does he own anything? I, I think he well, owns own rights own to a bunch of movies company. and production okay. companies. That's, but that's kind of the, the... Anybody in music understands that if you get too far into the pockets of the big wigs, mm-hmm. something usually happens. So I'm not too surprised. So how did Prince die? Prince was uh, an opiate. Opiate. That's what they say, right? Yeah. All but right. all right, you know, I mean, all right, and here's a suspicious too because yeah, you just get your it's like Sam back, Cook, man, so. like Sam Cook. Sam Cook, you need to watch that Sam Cook documentary. I got messing so with too much stuff. stuff. You messing with the money, so yeah, yeah. you uh, you knew what? So we'll always follow the money. Yeah, always follow the money. Always. It tells you all the stories. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. with racism, like it's yeah. follow the money. Yep. So. All right, so I got one more question. Mm-hmm. Are y'all more afraid of the zombie apocalypse or? Uh, 
AI. Oh, they could be the same thing. That's what I was they the exact same thing for me. Mm. Yeah. I'm more afraid of AI. Why is that? Well, I don't know if you saw the Chinese guy, the Asian guy mm. on a uh, Breakfast Club. He mm-hmm. was talking about uh, they like uh, have all these. Ba- basically, what he was saying is like they have all these robots coming in, and what's going to happen is like all these car, these people that work at call centers are going to lose their jobs. Oh yeah, they're done. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Automations. I'm Automation. so, truck drivers are next. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of just AI. I'm not worried about no damn. Well, yeah, AI is going to have a huge impact, and we don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah we don't. I yeah. mean, pretty much it anything that we manually do is is a done deal. Like with Uber we, and everything, like everybody looks at Uber as a car service. Uber is a technology service which is made strides to have automated cars. Now yes. they're going into shipping and trucking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, bro, you can even like rent your own. Like, if you ain't got a car, you can rent. Yeah. You can rent a car. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I because I was trying to sign up for listeners. I got a new car. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can rent a car, and I didn't know that. Yeah, but yeah. AI is not that bad though. It's just it's shit. A, think man. about it like Have this. Have you watched Black Mirror? I watched Black Mirror. That does scare me. The dog. That shit scared police. the fuck out of me, man. I'm sorry. I, that's the thing you that would scare me. You need to watch Black Mirror, Blue. I'm sorry. <laughs> that shit scares me. The only place that we could really have an issue with AI is if it starts getting into places where humanity needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like, but policing. I think humanity yeah. ain't gonna exist that long. Humanity. Stephen Hawkins tried to warn. Did y'all see that his nurse just mm-hmm. got taken off? Uh, she she can't be a nurse no more because she didn't take the proper uh, causes for him. Uh, okay. Well, Stephen Hawkins was on his way out. Yeah, he was supposed to die like he 50 was years before he did. I fuck y'all, man. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, mean, I ain't trying no, to say that man was supposed to... Y'all trying to dispute my conspiracy, but no, no, That man was... Yeah, with the but disease yeah, uh, he had, he was supposed well, to... Well, he did gone. say that... Well, we got like 500 years left on this earth yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And well, then we have get you away. listened to, there was a Joe Rogan podcast with um, a guy that wrote a book about climate change. Have you listened to that episode? Uh-uh. Holy shit. Well, see. Boy, talk about, that's more scary. That's more Joe terrifying Rogan than AI. puts out so much stuff. Yeah. I can't not keep up. Yeah. That's, you know that's some scary yeah, shit. Yeah, climate change is and scary. And we've still got oh, a whole climate bunch of people change is scary. who don't even think it's real. Well, yeah. you see your boy Trump trying, trying to make a... Uh, Daylight savings is actually a permanent thing. Well, that it? would be fun. That'd be that'd be fun. I, okay, going back and forth an hour. Yeah, that, no, that's stupid. cool. I I didn't know if that like caused anything with global uh, warming or whatever. No, no, no. I didn't. The know reason that. we've that's fine. I, George I'm, Bush did something with it, right? With daylight savings. No, I'm saying he did something with the the time changing, right? Uh, George Bush. That came know. along with um, it was to correct the calendar, basically. Oh, okay. So that that's way beyond Neil deGrasse Tyson or Neil deGrasse Tyson explained all that yeah. once on a podcast. The Gregorian calendar. No, he, 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 no, he, he, like he, he explained it on Joe Rogan. Yeah. So if you it's need actually hard if to you follow, need though. if you need it to be explained, he explained <laughs> it on Joe Rogan. It's really podcast. hard to follow. Like Yeah. That's what made me, I'm telling you the night of New Year's Eve, yeah. I was like, How You're the like, fuck do you know? we know? And then I went and watched I, I just randomly select that one. Yep. And he talked about it. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's here's the other little thing that maybe we could end on is there's also a whole bunch of information about the the role Russia played in the elections and social media and those types of mm-hmm. things. And so the whole AI, like AI is terrifying, 
But even what social media has become is even more terrifying. Like, like I had said before, who started Blue Lives Matter? Right. There is, and I don't know the answer to that. There's a good possibility that that was started by the Russians as just a way to divide <laughs> us. Seriously, it's a real True. good possibility. Yeah. Because wow. that was their whole intent. That's what they were doing. Yeah, because they they were, were here to divide us and yeah. to cause tension in America and to polarize us. And what do you know? It we're worked. more polarized than we've ever fucking been. Yeah. Um, but what's Damn. been done through social media and, and That's a all good this, point, though. That's a good point. It's, it's fucking controlling us. That's a like, great point. Even, like, I get incensed about things that don't even affect me on a daily basis. Hey, and you, I'm like, why Why am I letting this get to me? Hey, like 20, did you vote last election? I did. I okay. did. Oh. You ain't got to say who you vote for. No, I, I, want, I just wanted I just want no, Never that. Did you vote? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I just want to. I just want to. This is the thing about when you said, like, social media and the algorithms and whatnot. I kind of look at it differently. I think the algorithm just feeds you exactly what you are already. Well, it does. Yeah. But yeah. some of the sources, some of the some of the things you're being fed may be intentionally manipulative and not real. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it, you don't what you're being fed like to even know what's true anymore is exhausting. It is. Yeah. Like it is. To, to know what's fake news and what isn't yeah. and yeah. The amount of the talk about being polarized. I work with a bunch of people who think that the Mueller investigation was a complete and utter failure. I will and say it's this: like, there's been like 13 indictments. I will what do you say mean this: a failure. Why are we? St- why are we still trying to impeach Trump? Oh, I hope Let, we don't. To be honest, I was gonna say, yeah, I don't want. Can that we to please happen. stop that? Leave I don't think please are. stop trying Pelosi to. Pelosi came well, out. Well, and said it's well, Angela Rye and all of them. Are, they're still pushing to impeach him. Yeah. I'm like, let him it's, finish his last yeah, we term. We only got two years. Yeah, we, we yeah. Let it please let it ride yeah, out. Who comes behind is way worse than him. Yep. So Dog. no, I'm do I'm not totally... impeach that man. Yeah. Please, yeah, that's yeah. my only thing. We I, need I, to I'm, focus I'm afraid on. Of that. I'm we need to focus on 2020 and just getting. Yeah. I can deal with an outright idiot that I know. I don't All want right, to so see the monster. 2020. Oh, I have no idea at this point. I'm running. So you running? I'm oh, right myself. Oh, shit, I got you. Shit, yeah. if you running, I'm running. Don't waste your vote. Uh, <laughs> don't waste your vote. Yeah, if you running, I'm no, running. I don't man. know. I don't know who I'm gonna vote for. Not fucking huh? Trump. Nah. Hell no. Nah. No. All right. Well, Blackluster clothing. Yeah. There we go. B l a c k l u s t r e. Talk about talk about doing something positive and yeah. empowering. Yeah. You started a business that empowers black people and doesn't focus on victimization, but focuses on the beauty of being black. And he yeah. makes clothing that uh, speaks to that. Yes. So if you want to empower black people, go support black business. Exactly. Economics. That would be a good one. And also just shout out to producer Preaching Torn. Honestly, because once again, uh, without him, this show would not go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a uh, a studio that we record at that actually needs to be supported by, and he needs money. Um, Amen. And, and to the and, people that give Black Line flack for doing a show with a white cop, I don't blame you. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Hold on. Hold on. Fuck from them. Their, Fuck from, them. From their it. limited perspective, nah, I don't nah, blame you. Fuck uh, them. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm from you South can't Memphis. Expect, I'm from South Memphis. Fuck hey, them. You can't expect nah, that everybody's going to be well-intended and open-minded. Man, fuck them. And everybody's an egomaniac. Fuck yeah. that. So from their limited perspective, nah, I get it. Nah, fuck uh, them because they're not open-minded to realize that we are actually, like, we're trying to bring a solution to humanity. Well, so we're just trying them. to start a conversation. I'm from South Memphis. Run up, get done up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, I ain't, I'm just saying though. But no, nah, we we actually we doing something positive here, and I don't. I'm not gonna say it. Don't hurt my feelings that you know some people call me a, whatever name they call me for doing it. But it's just like, dog, have you listened to the podcast? You know, what have I'm saying? they but, listened? I don't know. Mm. They just see the you know though the thing gotta, that I'm doing with a white cop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so I'm listen, like, you know what? If you ain't listen to it. Now, if you listen to it and you you got some some things you disagree with, all right, that's cool. fine. Yeah, that's fine. But the fact you ain't ever listened to it, yeah, fuck yeah. you. And also, I've noticed too, you actually have to listen to more than just one episode. Exactly. Like, yeah. there's been a few podcasts. And that's what everything you though. have to li- you got to give it a chance because we're three dudes sitting in a room talking. Occasionally, each one of us is going to say something either un- not factual or just fucking stupid. Yeah, we heal. So me. give like, it yeah. give it a chance. Yeah. Exactly. A second. Listen exactly. to. Several episodes. Every, everybody's flawed, yeah. man. But Everybody you get the full flawed. scope. We make, we're gonna make, we're gonna make some wrong opinions or wrong right. statements and stuff like that. I mean, I've, I've gone back and listened to some episodes, and I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. I was exactly. I do the same thing. I yeah. do the same. Man, I catch thing. myself in the same episode. Like, like well, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like what? Just, just for example, and I would go and say this because I want to apologize again. When uh, we was talking about the Kardashians, I said white bitch. Yeah. I would sure definitely did. I damn sure you did. you did not have to say sure it like did. that. You did, <laughs> <laughs> you did not have to say it like and I wanna apologize for that because I have I should not have said white bitch like that. Yeah. And I did not mean it like that. I should have said a Kardashian and I apologize about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but we all do it. We all do it. Yeah. You and know so what if you listen to just a snippet of the show, you might hear the wrong snippet and think oh, exactly. these guys are fucking morons. Yeah. And maybe we are. I don't fucking know. I know that we got like seventy people that listen every time we release hey, the show. So shout out to y'all, yeah, <laughs> bro. I don't know who the fuck them people is out out there <laughs> listening to us over overseas and stuff like man. that. Man. Well, there's people like you showed me the little listen the, thing, the, yeah. the whatever that schematic yeah. is that shows who's listening. Right. There's like people in weird states too. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, like the one in I think Littleton, Colorado. I was like. The fuck isn't probably a Klansman? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you haven't seen Black Klansman, so you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't get that joke. I'm gonna watch that, though. but it is about is in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. Um, that's where that's a the, weird place. There's a bunch of weird. That's shit what there. I said. Yeah, I was like, I thought it'd be down south or something, but it was in Colorado There's a lot Springs. Of militia type stuff um, there, and yeah, yeah, and that's where the infiltrate happened with the black guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which was cool. Um, but it was, it's a great movie though. Oh, Venom is a good movie too. I don't know if you guys are Marvel fans. Okay, yeah. yeah. You watched it? I ain't watched it yet. Oh, but yeah. great movie. Yeah. yeah, great movie. But uh, I have no movie suggestions. Yeah, because you don't watch movies. <laughs> I would, but I like. Um, I'm not opposed to them. Anything for music? Oh, oh, any black facts? History? Facts? Oh yeah, we need. Oh, we, we, we haven't had a black history fact in a long time. Let me see if I can think of one real quick. Yeah. I, I, I gave y'all one. Glory Road. Go watch oh, that shit. This is a good one, man. Damn. We're going to talk about my hometown, Nashville. Hey. Everybody calls it the music city and they think hey. it's because of country music. Actually, yeah. it's because of the Fisk Jubilee singers. Back in the 1800s sometime, they went and sang for the Queen of England. And she dubbed Nashville the right. music city huh. because of black singers. So anytime that you... You've been through this foot. shit. God, yeah. Man, you just spit that out like you was reading from a paper. Yeah, yeah. you step in Nashville <laughs> yeah. and you want to say music city and country and blah, blah, blah. Actually, no. Another good fact. Oh. Uh, there's a building called the LNC building in downtown mm-hmm. Nashville, Life I and know. Casualty. Mm-hmm. At the top, they used to do a TV show. What does LNC stand for? Life and Casualty, I believe. Huh. At the top, they used to do a TV show. It was a R&B uh, variety show. Huh. And it was... The first time that Jimi Hendrix appeared on TV. No he shit. lived here when he got out of the military. 
and he was playing with the basically like a Sam and Dave kind of knockoff yeah. group, and he was the background guitar and player. And that was the first time. Was that was that the time. first time no in shit. that building. Jimi Hendrix was on TV, so you got two and one well, that right is a there. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Huh. There you go. I didn't realize until I moved here the connection between Hendrix and. Nashville. Yeah, he stayed here like two years, I think. Like Eighth Ave South. Area? Yeah, Eighth Ave and Twelfth Ave was like a uh, black, yeah, area, right? That's, That's awesome. where um, D Four yeah, Bailey. Now they just have Jefferson Street. No, D Four Bailey, who was the <laughs> longest running member on the uh, Grand Old Opry, black man, played uh, harmonica. He lived there. Okay. Anytime the Big Blue Stars, BB King, and whatnot, man, they had to stand Twelfth Nashville. Man, I gotta learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah for real, there's though, more than I thought. Like, it's I mean, lot, I know man. about Memphis, like yeah. Black History and stuff like that, but it's a lot of history here in Nashville. If you cut a learn. record and it was R and B, you either cut it in three places. You cut well, four ish. It was Memphis. It was Alabama Muscle Shows. It was Nashville, and Maybe St. Louis. So. so what made Nashville such a, and country. I don't know if we're going over too long, but uh, what made Nashville such a, like, a country thing? I don't know. You don't know? I read Grand Ole Opry. That's pretty much it. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. You know, gotcha. they broadcast from here. They went across, you know, airwaves. Was waiting. it Johnny Cash? Nah, before him. No, because he's not from here, though, mm. isn't he? But I thought Johnny Cash was a big thing in Nashville. He's a big thing well, in Nashville, oh, okay, but, okay, okay. but he's not from here, though. Yeah, uh, Grand Ole Opry did oh, so it. he's not from here? No, is, he, is no. he not? He wasn't born here, I don't think. Oh. Shit, I thought that... I'm not sure, actually. No. I thought he... I, that's why I thought like it was such a big thing, because I thought he was from here. No. Okay. No. All right, I but, didn't know that. Yeah. You know, Grand Ole Opry made us country music. Got you. Because airways wasn't clogged, so you heard that around so the world. So when literally. Memphis had the whole blues and rock thing going on, what did Nashville have at that time? I'm just asking. Country and R&B. R&B? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. We, we cut majority of a lot of the records were cut here. Like anything really? you can think of, the artists recorded here. Wow. That, I mean, that's tight, though. That's yeah. tight. So I just wonder where country came from. Before, for that Nashville sound, you know what I'm saying? Just Which, the Grand I mean, Ole Opry and we I mean, had the best Na- studios. I mean, the country here is great. I I, yeah. I fuck with it, but I'm just like, where did it come from? Because nice. to me, when I see the real Nashville, not the shit that we see now, it's okay. like Nashville is really black. Mm-hmm. It's, it's black than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was all white. But when you go into the heart of the city... It's actually black, you know, so I'm trying to figure out where the country come from. So, was it black people that was that did country, and then it transferred to white people, or did uh, no? Nah, it was kind of. But people don't realize. I it just was, didn't know that Nashville was just black. Yeah, <laughs> Nashville is very black city, and country is a very black art form too. Gotcha. Like Zydeco and all these other things that are country ish mm-hmm. help influence what we know as country right now. Yeah. So what about like bluegrass and that kind of thing? We're part of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, I got one question for you, Blue. Hmm. And I know you gotta go. I gotta go fairly quick. Yeah, you gotta go. Um, you listen to the Beatles? Not really. I mean, I oh, know okay. the Beatles. Like, right. I'm not totally. You listen, you listen to Coldplay? Ignorant? No, fuck no. I <laughs> Who the fuck you listen to? Why well, it changes? I mean, historically, I've always been a metal. Oh, okay, you uh, metal punk, guy. Okay, all right, don't worry about hardcore it. kind of. This guy. question won't even. All right, well, fuck it. But no, I, I'm, I'm not ignorant of the Beatles. No, don't worry about the question then. Oh, well, no, what's why? the Beatles question? What's, I want to hear this. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they be talking about. In their lyrics? Well, yes. They were, they were pretty high. Them, the Man. fucking Coldplay. I don't know hey, what the hell they be talking I'm about. I am ignorant homework. of Coldplay. I don't know a thing about them. Go look up the making of the uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. That's their big album. 
and she what kind of drugs they were on. And I was going to say, yeah, they were talking about some shit. Yeah, they like, were very It high. sounds good. Like, it sounds good. Yeah. But the lyrics, when you, because yeah. I'm a person that loves yeah. lyrics. Like, yeah. I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah. When I actually try to dissect their lyrics, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they were high. You're, you're not making no fucking bro, sense. You, drop some acid and it'll make total drop sense. Drop some acid <laughs> and look at that cover and it'll I'm all like, make bro, sense. y'all ain't making no sense yeah. whatsoever. I don't even know what the hell y'all talking about. Yeah. So that's why I wonder. Oh, no, Coldplay, I am ignorant of Coldplay. We got to end after this, though. Since you own the Beatles, the first people to sign them was a black record label. Uh, yeah, they came. I think it was called, it was either VJ or something like that. But nobody in America would touch them, and it was a black label that signed them. They, they signed got, who? The Beatles. What year oh, was yeah. this? What year was this? So uh, the, so the I just want to know. I mean, I want to know how them sixties. That's how early sixties. Damn. Damn! Shout out. What record label was it? I want to say it's called VJ. It, it didn't last VJ. long after. I'm that. gonna look that up though. Yeah. Hey, but look. Before we end, everybody needs to go watch that Sam Cook uh, documentary it's on Netflix. If you got Netflix, go check that out. Uh, just a great story. Uh, I did not know that he was such a big activist like that. Uh, when I went to Whitehaven High School, which is at AKA Black Haven because ain't no white people there. Um, Sam Cooke, A Change Gonna Come, was basically our national anthem. Mm. Uh, we did not have Pledge of Allegiance there. Um, we we played that song because Obama was the president. But that documentary really op- opened up my eyes because I did not know he was that big of an activist. He hung around Ma- uh, Muhammad Ali, he hung around Malcolm X. So. Yeah, go check that out. I think Twan was the one that told me about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, hey, if y'all got anything, I'm I'm out. Go. Hey, we out. Uh, yeah, are we out? Yeah, we out. We out. Yeah, we out. <laughs> <laughs>